I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Oh my gosh, today on the show, we have a dear friend of mine, Jamie Galloway, and him and his wife, and my, me and my wife actually all do life together in a really fun way. He's part of a, a group I host once a year called Love Coalition, which is a bunch of emerging leaders just getting together to do peer-to-peer connection and, and, and pray for each other and just support each other so that we can have time throughout the year of really connecting deeply. And Jamie is probably, I, I'll say this again, but one of the most prophetic people that I know in the world. <laughs> He's had some God encounters that have led to some immediate fruit, both in physical healing, signs. He gets a lot of signs. Like he'll, he'll, he'll get um, weather phenomenon or things that are going to happen in regions. But he also does a lot of training, and that's very rare. A lot of people who are more prophetically gifted don't know how to activate others. But Jamie is uh, an expert at activating others. Randy Clark, years ago, got a hold of Jamie. Uh, they had a kind of a God encounter together, and Jamie has been one of the main prophetic voices in Global Awakening and has been hosting a lot of the prophetic uh, summits or the prophetic uh, conferences that they do. He's one of the main speakers or even some of the times the host of it. And I met him through one of those events with Randy Clark and also through a mutual friend. So he, uh, he has a book right now called Supernatural Revolution, which is amazing. He has a new book coming out. He'll talk about it at, on the show towards the end. But he also was featured in Darren Wilson's movie, Holy Ghost. If you haven't seen Wonderless Pictures, Holy Ghost, it's an amazing documentary about the move of the Holy Spirit. And Jamie is fearless. He'll go up to people on the streets, anywhere he's at, and he'll share his revelation and gets incredible results, including a lot of salvations. So sit back and open your ears, your heart, your mind to hear this amazing man of God. Hey, I want to welcome you to our podcast today. And I have Jamie Galloway, who's been a friend for years. And Jamie's probably, honestly, one of the most supernatural people I know. And when I say that, he's also a very fun, normal person to be around. But he's had God encounters like, I mean, Old Testament prophets type God encounters. And he'll qualify some of that when you hear him. So it doesn't sound weird by me saying that. But Jamie and his wife, Emily, have been friends of ours for a long time. And they're, they're kids. We love them. They just made a move to Nashville. And Jamie, we're so glad you're on today. Thanks for coming on. Sean, thanks for having me. Hey, I am excited to talk specifically about a story we were talking about right before we started uh, recording. And I was like, oh, you don't tell me anymore. I want to hear this on for our podcast listeners. So go right there right away. Yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, it was a, it was a good one. And we were talking about, you know, discovery words and anytime something happens, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's bigger than you, you know, there's something else uh, going on. And so we, we, uh, I was going into Alaska. I remember, in fact, I remember we used to do schools of the prophetic together, you and I, Sean, and we had several others and one of our places that we went was Alaska. Do you remember oh, yeah, that? Wasilla? Was it Wasilla we went to? Yeah, it was Wasilla, man. <laughs> I and that. There was a moment, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a moment where when we went in to the, we were staying at a, like a lodge together. I think it was you, me, Will Hart, uh, Doug Addison. I was there. I can't remember, but it was, and it was this backwoods place. This oh, totally. Lodge. I remember. Like, we had a drive did, to get there, and there's moose outside. I don't know why they did this, but they scheduled 
to Cess Tank or the the. Do you remember that that day? No, that we went. Uh, yes, they they scheduled to clean the cess tank of the lodge. <sighs> oh, the I remember. We were, oh, it was. It was, it so was literally the worst. It was the. It was the. So when people think about glorious prophetic ministry, there, there it is. That's. that's I think that was my very first trip with you guys and with Randy Clark's ministry, and I remember just going, "Where have they stuck us? It smells so gross." Then you guys explained it to me. I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's not their fault. This isn't normal." <laughs> I remember. I had. To, I was like, "Please, Sean, come back to one of my future events. I promise you, it's going to be good. It's going to be amazing." And they were. Anyways. Back to the story, we were. Uh, I was flying in, and there was a big volcanic eruption at the time in Alaska. And because the volcano was going off, there was ash in the atmosphere, and it was getting into the the turbine, the engine turbines oh, wow. on planes. And so planes were unable to get in or get out. It was really a crazy environment, kind of almost magical in a way, because when you're there, you're just walking around and this sort of white, ashy looking stuff is floating down next to you so so slow. It's weird. Hmm. Yet no one was able to get in or out. We ha- I had an intern at the time. He was trying to get in ahead of me. And because of the uh, volcanic ash, he couldn't. And so uh, I just flew in and I prayed. I said, God, give me an, give me an easy in. And boom, I get on, get, got in day one. I think I might've been one of the few planes that got in that wow. week. And so I was hosting this event, doing the entire thing by myself. And so at the last day I was leaving and the Lord gave me a word. And I said, I, 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 I prophesied, I said, uh, this, you know, this volcanic ash, I saw the volcanic ash go up. And then what I saw coming down in its place was money. Mm. And I began to prophesy that grants were going to be released because of this volcanic eruption. And so they're sitting there listening to this word, and I'm talking about grants coming and money's coming. And so I leave, and I get a phone call about two weeks later. And it was the youth pastor at the time, or the associate pastor, I believe he's the associate pastor now, and he called me, he says, Jamie, you're, you know, you released this word about grant money coming in because of the volcanic eruption. And he's, he said, strange, crazy, your word was instantly fulfilled. I mean, wow. like two weeks later, he said, uh, the agricultural industry of the United States uh, has flew up there and approached one of our farmers and said, we want to give you a million dollar grant to study your soil and see what the, the, you know, the effect or the impact that the volcanic ash has had on your soil. Oh my gosh. And so they just basically gave him a blanket million dollars. They didn't have him do anything. They were just saying, Hey, just as a, as a, an act of, our in generosity and our involvement. And he just took, I mean, it was, it was a gift. I mean, it was amazing. So, you know, moments like that really show me, you know, there's, there's something that's released and there's a connection between the physical world we live in and the spiritual world as well. You know, it's like the prophetic plays this dance in between the spiritual and the physical, and it releases something out of the supernatural or out of the spirit world into the natural world that 
that has really a direct impact on the life that we live. And you're one of the ones who has a lot of language for this. I mean, you articulate it so well and you train people all over the world, but you use the word discovery words. What is that to you? That to me is, for me, it's a discovery of really the prophetic nature of God. You know, that really there's things hidden in plain sight. There's, there's moments that God is releasing. I love that. And for me, that's a discovery of the nature of God, who He is, what He's up to. You know, somebody else might look at that as a problem, but within that, that, that problem, there's a promise. You know, within that, that, everybody else is looking at it like planes are shut down, streets are shut down, you know, but for that farmer, that's a million dollar promise. Seriously. That's awesome. Give me another story. I know you have a million stories, but give me another discovery word story. I love this. Yeah. Discovery. Um, here's another one that I, I think is very interesting. Uh, to me, this actually happened recently, and for me, this is this. These are discovery words about the nature of God. And um, there was a, I was at a meeting not too long ago, maybe a few months back, and I was speaking about death and life are in the power of the tongue. Mm. Proverbs eighteen twenty one tells us this: death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. And and so I'm I'm prophesying this word, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm speaking it not just as a, a subject or as sort of a, a theology. I'm prophesying and I'm declaring it. There's something about this that God wants to release. And we're talking about signs and discovery words and how they interact together. And for me, every time God does a sign, it's a discovery of His nature. I love that. And so yeah, it's it's really an interesting thing. It's not just that he healed someone or that he that he fulfilled a moment for them. It's a discovery of the nature of God. And so when we started talking about uh, death and life and the power of the tongue, I, I looked over and I saw this woman sitting in the audience. And I actually saw, like I perceived in my spirit, a miracle was touching her mouth. Wow! And so I called her out. I said, hey, there's a miracle touching your mouth right now. I don't know what this is, but uh, there's a miracle in your mouth. And she stands up. She, I, I bring her over in front of everybody. And she says, I'm missing half my tongue. Oh, my gosh. And I said, whoa, you know, what happened? And they began to explain that she had half of her tongue was cut out oh. uh, due to cancer. And so then... Uh, you know, she had been that, that way, I think, for a number of years, maybe 10 or more years. And her tongue was halfway cut out because of cancer. And, and so as we prayed, she went, she, she felt the tangible presence of God come over her. And I began to prophesy. I said, tomorrow morning, you will wake up with a whole tongue. Oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, th and this is like, I'm in front of people. I know, you're in front of a crowd. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you're taking this risk, not just for this lady, but the faith of the room, like, is going to watch this happen or not happen. That's amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, I'm either going to fail miserably or God's going to come through, you know, and, and I'm willing to take that chance, you know, because I want to see, uh, you know, God's glory revealed in this, in this wonderful person. And so as I prophesied that, I walked away, I get a message only days later 
that this woman's tongue, the next morning, she woke up. It was a pastor, and she, she texts me. She says, I'm, I, I don't know what to say right now. I've never seen anything like this, but this woman's tongue, I've known her for a number of years. She's one of the most amazing people, you know, reputable. She's got, she's got honor and integrity in the community. And she says she woke up the next morning, and her tongue was completely whole. Oh, my gosh. Now, here's what's crazy to me, Sean. We're speaking on death and life are in the power, power of, the of the tongue. tongue. Wow. And then Jesus does a miracle for this, for this young lady and restores her tongue. It's as if he's just kind of, you know, the image I'm getting is that, you know, you, I know you went to that Salt Bay restaurant. You ever been to that yeah, restaurant yeah. in Dubai? In Dubai. You know it, I just have this picture of Jesus taking, like, sprinkling his miracle power <laughs> on that woman's tongue, you know, and go, that's voila, yeah. that's it. Yeah, there it is, you know, boom, I can do this. And he's just saying, I, I, you know, this is the way I am. This is the way my kingdom operates. And I want to give you this as a little gesture to show who I am in this, in this wonderful story. So in this context, when you're going after the prophetic now that you've had a number of these types of experiences, are you looking when you're exploring this, you know, kind of nature of God, are you looking for miracles that will prove what you're preaching about? Or do you think that that's something you set your expectation for? Yes. That's a, you know, for me, that's what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm looking for the interaction between heaven and earth. I'm looking for the convergence. There's usually a physical manifestation some kind of fruit, evidence, substance, a witness that really validates what we're seeing in the Spirit is actually true. And so many people make the mistake, you know, it's an interesting thing, but so many people make the mistake that, and I used to think this myself, that it starts in the supernatural or it starts in the Spirit, and then it, and then it spills over into the natural. But Scripture says something different, that first the natural, then the spiritual. Hmm. It has this kind of order of events that God's actually moving in the natural all the time in ways that are almost hidden in plain sight. I love that. And they're, they're there, but you have to have eyes to perceive them. And, you know, I remember years ago, Sean, I was doing uh, drywall in the Midwest, and I don't know if you've ever done drywall, but oh, it's, it's the worst. It's, it's purgatory. <laughs> I hate it's it. literally. I Sorry for like, those of you who are construction workers who are listening to this, but I hate drywall. I know, and I was doing it day and night, and I, I, I was I was doing it to su- support myself. I was planning to do some missionary stuff, and and so you know one of the things that or the the uh, unknown effects or impacts it has on your brain is that when you walk into a room. A normal room, like everybody else, you can't you can't just be chill because every every little problem on the walls around you become like it stands out. <laughs> because totally. you have, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like it, I'm sure painters have the same thing. They walk in, they look at the lines between you know the the wall and the ceiling. Is that even? Is that you know? Absolutely. Did they do? And so once you get a trained eye to see these things. It's almost like you begin to see them all the time. They're around you all the time. And, and, but, you know, so many people are looking uh, for permission because we've been trained 
you know, God wants nothing to do with the natural. He wants, you know, our worship. He's in this, he's in the supernatural. He's in the spirit, but the natural world, it speaks of God's wonder is beauty. You know, all of creation glorifies him. So what's well, interesting is doing this podcast and doing the podcast. I'm sorry to talk over you, but in, it's interesting doing the podcast, like, because we're exploring how the prophetic actually, these encounters actually affect the world around you. And I feel like there was a generation that so much of it was in their, in their spirit or even sometimes in their imagination, but they weren't looking for a tangible fruit and they weren't looking to see what God was already doing. They were thinking they were manufacturing it by getting a word. And so it's really interesting to hear you say that, like even the ash coming down and you getting a prophetic word, you know, in the context of ash coming and, and getting, that's a pretty profound thought. And then there's also speaking about the power of death and life in the tongue and then getting a word about cancer in a tongue. And these are radical thoughts that if you're going to go after the prophetic, you're going to actually be proving principles of God in his nature through the prophetic. And he can't wait to display that or demonstrate that. I don't think most people would reverse engineer it and think that way, but man, it can help you to partner differently. Totally. That's such a good point, Sean. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me one more story. Yeah, I want to hear one more story about this. If you, if you have one that comes to mind, because I think this is so, the stories are so powerful to illustrate what we're saying. Yeah, it's, it, this is a, this one really, it bothered me. It bothered me because I'm, I'm like this lady in the story. I put myself in this story and it's not, it's not so much a, a prophetic story, although there are prophetic principles, I think, in action. There was a lady, um, there was a lady in our church and she came up to me. She had been listening to some of our, our, our you know, our messages and, and really practicing a lot of what we were communicating. And so she came up and she said, I had this really strange thing happen this weekend. I want to share it with you. I said, go ahead. You know, I love it. Let's hear it. She says, well, We've been, I've been listening to your message, and at that time we were talking about looking for what's hidden in plain sight, and looking around you, having an eye to see what, you know, where abundance is around you, and what God is doing in the, in the natural world around us. And so she says, my husband and I, we had been given these pieces of art uh, he had been doing some work with somebody, and and as compensation, I think they gave him these pieces of art, and they were hanging out around the house. And she said, we didn't know if these were worth anything. Some of them are unframed. They're sitting on the ground. We don't even know who this artist is, but my husband was given these, almost like as part of the compensation. And, he, and of course, he was paid well at the same time. And so she's sitting there telling me this story and I'm thinking, wow, this, you know, what, wh where's this going? And she says, well, we felt like we were supposed to put one of these on the market. And for, they're all from the same artist. They're, they're, and they're from the same uh, season of this artist's life. And so she says, we put one on the, on the market. We put it on some kind of like online auction sure. site, yeah. almost like an eBay for art, you know? And she says, we put it up there. We, we had this thing, and it was not even framed. It's sitting on the ground. I'm thinking, what, what are you doing? You know, you're going to ruin these pieces of art. And she says, we put it up for 99 cents. That's where it began, 99 cents. She, she came back a few days later. I think they put it on there for a total of seven days or something. She said, 
Several days later, I came back to look at the price on the auction where it had been bid up to. And it had been bid up to $10,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she says, Jamie, the final bid fell at (laughs) $32,500. It's a nice payment. Yeah. And she says, Jamie, we have tons of these sitting around our house, most of them unframed from the same artist, from the same season. And, and, I th- and to me, I took it as a spiritual principle, almost like, look at the world around you from a different lens. Wow. You know? That's so it's, awesome. It, isn't, that, isn't that interesting? Because so many of us, we, we, you know, we, we don't realize that pro- the prophetic really plays into our life. It's not just our spiritual life. It's our entire life. And it, it gives us eyes to see what's around us. And for me, I thought this woman was being prophetic by seeing, you know, there's a, there's possibility for there's, for this piece of art to have true value. And so I, that, that, that little story taught me a lesson, you know, see the world differently, ask God to give you eyes to see, and he will, this and is he'll so- show you things hidden in plain sight. This is so incredible. I mean, just the, the concept, almost like a beatitude biblical story of like, you know, you have talents and you don't bury them or you have God and you look for him. And, and we do need to hear God and we need words of wisdom to even know what to do with what we have. And that's kind of a picture of that of like, if we can just see what God has put in our lives, we would respond differently. I love this. So Jamie, tell me this, tell, tell our listening audience how to get a hold of you because they need to follow you. You are so awesome. You do so much. <laughs> Every year I think you live a dog year. You do so much in one year. But uh, tell people how to get a hold huh. of you because you are writing a book right now. Uh, you've ha- you have other books too, but you're writing a new book that I'm excited about. But tell us about it. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this new book. And it, came, it was born out of a dream. I actually, uh, a, not, not just a desire, but actually a real dream. Oh, cool. And it, yeah, and so I, 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 I kind of by obedience put this book together and said, hey, I really want to help people. And the book is called Secrets of the Seer. And wow. it's not, not about me, but it's about more of a seer lifestyle. And I take cues from different seers, and I, comp- I, I put it together as almost like a compilation of 10 secrets that activate a seer lifestyle for <laughs> seer encounters. Amazing. And so 10 secrets, some of them are, are, are pr- practices, some of them are perspectives. And so we're going to be going through 10 secrets to really illustrate what it looks like to live a seer lifestyle. And, and we talk about some of this stuff we were talking about today, looking for what's hidden in plain sight, you know, trying to conv- find the convergence factor between the world, uh, you know, the natural world and the spiritual world. And we talk about different secrets, uh, the secret of sound, the secret power wow. of words and how wow. words can, you know, words make material what is invisible. And we, we don't, you know, the power of our words, we talked about that story, the death and the life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Well, that's a secret. That's and awesome. So, yeah. And, you know, and, pra- and, and we're talking practically. We're not just talking about, you know, how to live a, a, lifestyle of prayer in the secret place. That's important. That's one of the secrets. But it's actually, how does this impact the life around you? 
people can get a hold of me by going to jamiegalloway.com. I'm on Facebook. I, I, I do answer my the Facebook messages. Wow. At least I try to. That's amazing. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Most people have a time to do it. I love that you're doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. And and uh, Facebook has given me a good status. They're like, hey, you have a good status with us for answering this me- many messages, you know, in a day. And <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. So I do try to, you know, connect with people through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram. You can go to Jamie Galloway, J-A-M-I-E. That's how it's spelled, not J-A-I-M-E, but J-A-M-I-E, and uh, Jamie Galloway, and you can find me there. But um, we're, we're, you know, we want to plug in to people, and we're using media as a primary way. I love this podcast, by the way. This is an amazing Yeah, amazing it's a great thing. format. I mean, I love our listeners. I love who we're touching and reaching, and they're going to love you. I want to encourage you, stay involved with Jamie because he's such an activator, such a trainer and equipper. And the prophetic. So those of us exploring the prophetic, we need to be upgraded by those who are just taking new ground. And I love you, Jamie, because you're so you're such a forerunner for our generation for this. And hey, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate I had you. a blast. Oh, me yeah, too. Yeah, man. Thanks. I had a heart to release a book that would help everyday people hear God's voice, but be able to translate his voice to the world around them. Thus was birth Translating God, which is one of my favorite products and resources we've ever released because of the feedback we've gotten from literally thousands of people who may have been burned out, jaded, or just confused about the prophetic or something didn't even know about it. And they read this love-based approach on how to hear God's voice and how to have a trackable, accountable life that's biblically based, that totally takes you on a journey like you've never been on before in the prophetic. I want to encourage you, get Translating God for your church group, for your ministry, for your business, get it for your friends. It really changes people's paradigms on what to expect with supernatural ministry, on hearing God's voice, on how God relates to us, on who He is and His nature, and how to grow in a really effective ability to hear God's voice, and of course, translate that voice to the world around you. Translating God is so accessible. It comes in an ebook. It also has an audio book. You can get the course where we have a workbook and we have a DVD series. We wanted to make this very accessible. So find Translating God in a store near you or visit our website, www.bullsministries.com. 